Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. That was great. Let me turn my voice down a that little bit. That was great. Uh, Day Tripper from The Beatles was my song choice today. Max, tell what did you think? Surprise? I, I lo- surprised. So the new thing is that we don't tell each other what the song's going to be. We're going to surprise each other. And you nailed it. That was fantastic. And by the way, you're either a Stones person or a Beatles person. And I have always been a Beatles person uh, per my stepfather's records that I used to listen to. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, one of my favorite songs, and I do love The Beatles, um, do you know what they mean by day tripper? We have a little theme coming up today. So, Max, do you, you know what they mean by day tripper? I can take some guesses, but I can't Give say us it on a the stab ra- I can't it. say it on the radio. Huh? Okay, gotcha. Well, generally, it, it's in the modern days. Actually, in our day, Max, they would be called a poser. Poser. Yeah, so we have some younger listeners also. If you're listening, what's the modern day for poser? That's someone, and to them, a day tripper was not a full-time tripper. You know what I mean? It's like you're just doing it as your day job. You're not really invested in this. Um, part of the, the topic today we want to do, really dig down into uh, the stigma of cannabis and why it gets such a bad rap. But not just that, but also we want to talk about uh, the specifics of objective evidence in that. But before we get started, welcome everyone. We are live here uh, every Sunday on WCBM. For those that are lucky enough to listen live, I am Stephen Wallman. I am Max Sobel. And we call this Understanding CBD. We welcome you to the conversation every Sunday. So thanks for being here. Before we get started, I want to mention the information discussed on this program in general is for educational purposes only. Uh, this is not to be taken as professional medical or legal advice. That's right, Max? That's right. Okay, great. Um, some important phone numbers today. Uh, we have a lot to cover. Um, if uh, you feel inspired to give us a call at the radio station to be on the show or some comments on something we're talking about, that number is 410-922-6680. And uh, outside of that, the best way to get Max and I on the phone is a 443 443- Seven four three, two four four four. Max, great way to get in touch with us, right? Absolutely, the best way. And the um, four four three number, you can also uh, text. text us, which is important. A lot of customers do. We get orders that way. Uh, we can respond quickly, uh, just as we would a phone call. Shout out to Darlene Sanders, one of my favorites. 
<laughs> appreciate that. All right. So to get on with today, I want to hit you, um, let you know what, what we're going to do today. First of all, um, we are going to dig deeper into the bad rap that cannabis gets. We have a few um, callers in today. We have our, our, our special guest, Scott Robertson. Um, he's a pharmaceutical chemist. Uh, he's going to give us um, a unique perspective on this whole industry from a chemical perspective, the breakdown from a lab, uh, really going to be interesting. We always have Doc G's Corner following with some words of wisdom and um, hopefully some you know surprises, as you never know, which, which Doc G can always bring. And then we finish off with everyone's favorite segment that we know as... And there's uh, the there's, that's mail <laughs> You won. <laughs> right. And we have that segment, Mail Sack, where we talk of customer stories and things like that. We have some really interesting... Uh, In Noah's defense, he wasn't prepared. He didn't have his button, his finger on the button to be able to pull the trigger. Yeah. Well, no, we love you anyway. Right. It's just the beginning. There's plenty of room here to, to, to pick yourself up and grow. All right? We're on the same team here, so we appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, we have a great story at the end of the show uh, from someone that responded to one of our emails... Uh, that we reached out to. Um, I think you'll be interested to hear that. And um, we actually have a, uh, a good caller in uh, today, a good friend of mine, Adam Kleeman. Um, and Adam is partner at Cone Resnick and, and really running up their national cannabis practice. Uh, Noah, were you able to get uh, Adam punched through on the phone? Adam, are you with us? I am with you. My man. Hey, Clayball, how are you? Adam's, uh, in full disclosure, is a good friend of mine. We were actually on the golf course yesterday, and I have some questions about that. Good golfer. Um, Adam, introduce A little chilly you. yesterday. Uh, what'd you say? A little chilly. Adam, what's up? Hey, Max. Uh, thanks for joining us on the call today. And and uh, I'm not sure uh, if you knew this, Adam. So the, the, the topic today that we really want to uncover and dig into is the, the stigma of cannabis. And you being an auditor and... And in the financial space of uh, the licensed cannabis space, what do you, what do you uh, what are some of your comments on that? Well, uh, I would say you know initially uh, I've been in this space for a little bit over three years, and initially uh, I go out each year to the MJ BizCon event out in out in Las Vegas, and you know the first year probably four years ago I think it was you know, th- uh, three or four years ago there was a very eclectic mix of people. Um, you know, from your kind of guys that I was talking to somebody, asked them how long they've been in the industry and, you know, being that cannabis is newly legal, I was expecting, you know, a couple of years. But he said, uh, I've been growing cannabis for about 45 years. Wow. <laughs> very openly and, wow. very openly and, pr- and proudly. So, uh, you know, things have changed a little bit. Um, you know, uh, there certainly has been a stigma, you know, around cannabis growing up in, you know, the 80s and 90s. Um, it certainly wasn't mainstream, obviously, you know, a lot of people were using cannabis, but just wasn't uh, mainstream like it is now. And that, that event out in Vegas over the last few years, the number of professionals, uh, you know, service providers, lawyers, and CPAs and so forth um, has grown exponentially. So Nice, Adam. And I wanted to um, – That's and that's an interesting point because to you, so now you're in the industry for three years, most of the discussions that we have, Max and I and the people we typically are speaking with – aren't in the industry. They're not um, involved and surrounded with it. So, um, you know, it, maybe you can share some, some, like, what are some of the assumptions now in your industry where there's no stigma? What are, what's the understanding in there? Is like everyone say, hey, this is, 
you know, because, you know, cannabis uh, is still uh, registered as a, a Schedule One in, in some forms with THC, but um, and no medical purposes. What's the understanding inside the industry? I would say inside the industry, there is really no stigma whatsoever for the professionals that are working in the industry. It is, uh, you know, openly discussed. There's, you know, I deal with people all over the country and up in Canada where it's, you know, nat- nationally, it, it's recreational. So there's, hey. uh, no, <laughs> there's no stigma up there at all. Um, you know, people talk about usage openly. Um, you know, especially in states where it's rec, uh, being in Maryland and having a medical card, uh, you know, I feel free, you know, to talk about it openly. Yeah, that's great. Um, and another thing that you mentioned also is a, a lot of people think that people get into this industry because it's the green rush and you can make just tons of money. And you brought up something really interesting yesterday about because it's a cannabis business, um, the, a lot of the way that you do your your uh, tax accounting is different from a standard business, which leaves the business owners um, really struggling for profits. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a provision in the tax code, which basically, uh, since it's a Schedule One narcotic, um, there's a provision that basically marijuana companies are treated the same as a drug dealer who's, you know, selling drugs on the street. You know, technically, you're supposed to report all income. So, you know, even though I'm sure many of them don't or all of them don't, um, you know, report income. Uh, cannabis companies report all of their income, and they don't get the same deductions uh, available to them that a regular business would. They can't deduct any sort of overhead. They can only deduct the cost of goods sold. So. Awesome, man. Well, hey, look, I appreciate you calling in, Adam. We want to have you back again. Um, if you do own a, a cannabis business, how would someone get in touch with you if they needed some accounting, the best accounting services? Uh, email adam.cleman at cohenresnick.com or just, uh, you know, hit our website. We have a cannabis page there and um, feel free to reach out. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for standing. We have questions about golf and, and, and how you <laughs> use it, use the product, too. Um, you're, you're welcome to stay along. Um, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Um, so thanks again for calling in. Um, I know Max had some questions for you also. But um, coming up this week, we actually want to make sure we cover some things about the farmer's market. Um, Max, uh, yeah. there's a time change, right? There's a time change. First of all, thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. Good thing, by the way, Stephen, that we're not a uh, cannabis business, just for the record, you know? And uh, as far as the farmer's market is concerned, um, the hours are being changed from 12 to 4. They're going from 2 to 6 to 12 to 4 so that the lunch crowd can actually take advantage of those hours. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Also, one of the things I want to mention up before we move on to uh, Scott here and after the break, we have a Facebook group. We've had some really interesting conversations going on there uh, if you haven't joined yet. Max, tell us what's happening over there. It's a private Facebook group. Um, anybody that's on Facebook, just search for Understanding CBD by Max and Stevens and uh, request to join. Um, and one of the cool things is, uh, as I've mentioned before, we've got a special guest coming up. It's going to be uh, December 13th. We've got Shorty Rossi. He's uh, the former star of Animal Planet's Pit Boss. And he's going to be uh, joining us on the radio show and the podcast, obviously. But he also joined our private Facebook group. So be sure to join and uh, start a conversation up in there. We also want to mention that per last week, we wanted to say that um, the answer to Zach Heidemann's question. Yeah, for that the, came up in the group this for week, the right? second most popular plant. And the answer, do you want to give well, it away? No, my idea. Yeah, the question for those that didn't see it was: right. well, everyone knows he loves cannabis, obviously, and right. it's the best plant ever. Um, but there's a number two plant, right. and the number two plant is drum roll. Durr. 
Pine. Pine, that's right. Pine. And for those of you that are curious about the details of that, uh, reach out in the group and Zach will be able to respond to you. All right, so coming up after the hop, we've got our guest for the main segment. His name is Scott Robertson. He's a 25-year pharmaceutical chemist, lab director currently of Atlantic Test Labs. And he will be joining us, and we look forward to speaking to him after the hop. And now more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And welcome back, everybody. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen. Still COVID-free in the place to be. Stephen loves when I say that. And on the line right now, as promised, very excited, very excited to have Scott Robertson. He is a pharmaceutical chemist of 25 years and the current lab director of Atlantis, Atlant, sorry, Atlantic Test Labs. Now, uh, Scott, are you on the line with us? I am. How are you guys doing? We're doing great and glad to have you with us. So, Scott, I'd love for you to start by telling us a little bit about yourself. And if you'd like to include uh, where we met each other, that would be great. The microphone is yours. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so we actually met at uh, what's called a pop-up event. So we were actually out front in the parking lot in front of a dispensary. And one of the reasons Atlantic Test Labs like to participate in these kind of things is, is you know, we're, we're testing cannabis products for the growers and processors and also hemp products too. But mostly what we're doing that for is for the safety of the patients. So we really like to meet the patients, talk to them, tell them about all the different testing we're doing and let them know how um, how good we feel about how safe the products are. So, so that's how we met. Right. So, so to those that aren't in the industry, a pop-up in a parking lot is a good thing. Um, it's actually something we, uh, we, we, we put uh, tents up so customers don't have to come into the store. Um, they can come in. Um, they don't have to be a patient. They can ask, ask questions. And that's what Scott was doing, was explaining the, the need for testing. And, and how important it is, and especially to Max and I, to get objective evidence on anything in this industry um, or any industry is important. Um, one of the things I really, when we were, were, were talking with Scott was interesting, was uh, like uh, in contrast to a lot of other people that got into the industry because they already had a passion for cannabis or, um, or marijuana or hemp or whatever you want to call it, um, your story's a little bit different, right, Scott? How did you get into the industry? Yeah, it was kind of more serendipitous. It was kind of a thing where, you know, I've been in pharma for 25 years, different drug delivery companies, different, you know, different drugs, all kinds of different drugs. But um, I just had been having having a conversation with a friend of mine, and he had, he had mentioned the cannabis industry and medical medical testing and things. And just, just like about an hour after him and I hung up, I popped on Indeed and saw an opening for a director job for a cannabis testing lab. And I thought, well, this seems like, somebody's kind of driving me towards this. So um, I applied for the job, took the interview, and, and got into the industry and, um, you know, have now become a person that understands how beneficial some of these products can be for people. You know, I started out with, with, with just actually using some CBD tinctures to deal with some inflammatory issues I was having and helped me so much. And then, you know, subsequently recommended some products to my mom who had been dealing with this horrible neck pain from a, from an accident she had been in about 15 years ago. Couldn't find any relief, so we got her on like a 10 milligram tincture three times a day and some actual topical creams. 
and she's been pain-free for the first time in 15 years. And that, you know, those two personal experiences, along with just getting to know more about the industry and seeing the almost unlimited medical benefits of, of potential therapies down the road, um, has really gotten me solidified into into this space, you know. And this is this is the space I plan on staying in. That's great. And we hope you do. And, and you know, one of the things I was going to ask you was when it came to your mom trying the product, I mean, there's some stigma out there, right? Everyone's a little jaded. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did, how, so was she receptive? Did you have to convince her? What was it like? Oh, no. There was, there was several conversations. She, she insisted, first of all, that she was going to get high. So I had to explain the difference between, you know, the THC and the CBD, the CBD and, you know, help her understand that in in my mind, and you know, and this is the way I kind of sold her on it. This is no different than any other pharmaceutical products I've worked with. You know, you you talk about everyone having different responses to things. You talk about finding the right dose for everyone. These are all conversations that happen in the pharmaceutical space. And it was really easy for me to apply out everything I've learned over the last twenty five years in that space to to looking at this kind of as a drug instead of as a recreational product that people are using. You know, for different reasons. Now the um, so I eventually wore her down. <laughs> so the um, the question that you brought up really, which your mom's main concern was, which is major part of the stigma, is the intoxicating feeling from um, the THC in the okay. cannabis plant. I mean, we use uh, for and for those just listening for the first time, we use these terms often um, without definition. But cannabis is the general is the plant, and then marijuana then is the part that has the intoxicating high THC, and hemp is um, the non intoxicating low THC. And there's different uses for it, um, just to kind of bring everyone up to speed. And um, and what uh, Scott's doing is he's doing the testing for uh, this to make sure that there's objective evidence about uh, the specific product and what's in, what's in the actual uh, delivery to the consumer. Um, an interesting right. thing was, um, this isn't the first time you've been on the media in, in Maryland, is it? Ah, uh, there we go. No, sir. No, no, we actually, um, we worked with WBAL, gosh, it's probably been a year ago. Um, they were doing kind of like one of these I-team reporting things where they were actually, they actually sent us 16 different CBD products that they bought off the shelf and had us test them for for all the different uh, safety testing. But mostly we were interested in the potency or the amount of CBD that was actually in the product. And we found out of the 16 total products, and I'm kind of getting this off the top of my head, I could actually look this up. But um, I think six of the gummies that we tested out of the eight you know, different gummies either had less than half of their label claim, and two of them actually had no CBD in them at all. No, um, so you're saying, so you're saying that, so you're saying that, sorry, you're saying that the companies wouldn't tell the truth? <laughs> um, you know, and, and by digging into this, what we found out is that, you know, and I, and I know talking to you guys, you know, that we can differentiate here. Um, these products were never tested by a lab. Um, so one of the things I know you guys do that kind of sets you apart and, you know, with some other players in this game too, that you guys do get full compliance testing at a, at a, at a facility that's actually, you know, designed to do this kind of testing. And, you know, it's one of the things I always try to tell, like I told my mom when she did this, and I tell anyone that listens, when you go to a store or you go anywhere online to buy these things, a good consumer piece of advice is to request a cert- what's called a certificate of analysis. And I know you guys know that. But the, C- what the, the term we use is CFA, and, you know, that actually shows you that it comes from a verified lab and it actually gives you results of those tests 
that were run at the lab. And that's so how important. you can know as a consumer that you're getting a good product. Yeah, so important. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not your only media appearance, by the way. I will mention that you spent six months on the air. Do you want, you want to talk about it, or do you want to bring it up, or do you want me to say it? <laughs> we could briefly mention that I was... So when I was in ninth grade, I decided my dream was to be an on-air meteorologist. Oh, no. That goes his credibility. Right. <laughs> oh, no. He's a weatherman. 50 <laughs> 50 We don't get anything right, right? And we don't have to either. So anyway... Um, Lots of twists and turns, but eventually I ended up doing uh, part-time weather for a very small TV station in Zanesville, Ohio, for about six months and had a blast. Nice. I had a great time, yeah. But nice. my dream eventually came true. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. And for those that are just tuning in, we're talking to uh, Scott Robertson. He's a pharmaceutical chemist with uh, and lab director at Atlantis Test Labs here in Maryland. Um, he is the one that gives us objective evidence on what is um, in these cannabis or hemp or, or marijuana products, depending. He has clients in both industries. Um, where do you um, see most of the um, issues coming through? Do you see any problems coming through your area with testing? Um, so one of the things we occasionally run into is, like, I, you know, we're, we're, we're designed to test cannabis products for the medical program in Maryland. So Maryland has very specific guidelines for acceptable levels of metals and pesticides and other things. But when we run our hemp samples, we get these samples from all over the country. And so just because Maryland has said a certain pesticide is not okay does not mean North Carolina has said that or Virginia or Florida. So we occasionally run into issues where we report results that we would consider to be a failure, for instance, that because North Carolina doesn't have the same pesticide ban right right that might pass so do you recalibrate or what do you you have to do to because since there is no standard for hemp just so our listeners don't know i mean we do a testing a full panel but there's no requirement you just recalibrate your equipment for that or you just what do you do we can we can actually if if it's if they request it we can actually add uh pesticides or metals or other things like that into our methods they take a little bit of time and we're in in a you know to, to develop and do that but yeah so we would add so, for instance, like Maryland actually tests eight metals for their cannabis release. Um, that's more than every other state except New York. Uh. Most other states only do three to three or four of the, of the other metals. So, occasionally, we've gotten hemp samples from a New York client that have requested these two additional metals that New York does. So, we just need a little time to set that up and get a calibration, just like you said, so we can report that out and, and cover their regulation. Scott, to, to a regular person who's out potentially looking for a hemp, uh, you know, m marijuana product, cannabis product in general, um, to the average layman, you know, what should they be looking for? What's the difference between, for example, a full panel or not a full panel? Like in the very least, what should they look for in a lab report? Well, I think that like specifically talking, so for, first of all, for cannabis, just real quick, Cannabis any cannabis that's in a medical dispensary in Maryland requires 13 tests, which we do all of them. Two of the tests, real briefly, are potency, um, which tells you how much THC and CBD is in there, and terpenes, which kind of gives you the, the thing that gives it the taste and the smell. Um, those are considered um, non-safety related. The other 11 tests are all related to safety of the product. So if something gets to that shelf, in Maryland with the cannabis products, it's gone through that full testing. So 
there are not those kind of levels of requirements on CBD products. So most of our clients that we get are actually just looking for the potency. So they'll, they're, they're concerned that, you know, if they're making a gummy or a mint or a tincture, they just want to know how many milligrams of CBD is in there. So that we run that for them. The people that are kind of going above and beyond are actually doing that other full array of testing, which, again, is almost all looking at patient safety. You know, we're looking to make sure it doesn't have mold, to make sure it doesn't have yeast or salmonella or E. coli, or we're, we're looking at uh, – other toxins that might show up, the metals that we briefly talked about, the different pesticides. So to me, as a, if I were being a consumer, you know, a person that does use these products and being a lab person, I won't take a product that hasn't been fully tested. Yeah, that's a, that says a lot. Okay, so listen why that's important, because if you go to the Walgreens or wherever you, just, wherever you shop, um, if it's online and then you see a CBD product there and it's a cream or it's a um, a gummy or something like that that you know has cannabis this is an agricultural product. Um, there's always a potential for there to be something harmful in there. Cannabis is a great plant, as you know, but anything that's mistreated, obviously, if you p- spray pesticides or chemicals on it, uh, it's going to pass through to your food. So this is just uh, very, you know, I, I want to say maybe common sense, but maybe not. Right. I mean, you see CBD right. everywhere. You may just think it's just safe because it's CBD. It's amazing because people will buy food and snacks and such that aren't as thoroughly tested. Right. But meanwhile, you know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. All the time. Every time we go to the store. Right. I mean, like, I, I don't think any of that's any of the food products are going through 13 tests to get on the shelf. Right. And that's one of the things we say all the time is you might eat what you're taking from us or tasting from us or trying from us or even sampling from us. It might be even safer than some of the food trucks and such around you. Yes. So you also have the stigma um, to get back to that a little bit with your understanding your mom getting into the industry. You heard some of her preconceived ideas and the bad rap. Um, do you deal with it now? And do you have any sort of insider information for people that you know still have a, a, a part in their mind where they don't believe in the plant? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, anecdotally is, is the only evidence I can offer now, you know, and I can offer my personal story and my mom's personal story, but I've also heard hundreds more. Um, what, what I'm really looking forward to and what we're actually, I know that there's been small headways made into this, of actually starting to treat it like the, like the drug that, it, that I actually look at it as and actually going through, through formal clinical studies eventually. And I know there's places that are trying to do that, and, you know, to that way when you you know, I think, I don't know, I, I, you guys probably have a disclaimer where you say, like, I, do you have the disclaimer on the FDA disclaimer on yes. the bottle? Yes, of course. Probably. Yeah, of course. Right. So eventually we can do some clinical studies and we could take that disclaimer off and actually advertise and, you know, talk about the, the actual well-tested, well-documented benefits of the product in a, in a very clinical way. And I think... Overcoming the stigma about getting high is part of it, but then also like being able to talk about it, you know, and, and I always draw my experience back in nutraceuticals, which, you know, vitamin C, you know, cures colds and vitamin D, you know, these other things, these claims that are made that have never been actually substantiated. Like I, I hope to, can- I want to see the cannabis industry become more like the pharma side of things in that kind of evidentiary way. If that Amen. Makes- that's a, yeah, and that's a great way to leave our audience. Scott, if you can believe it, we're out of time. Um, we love to have you. No, man, it was perfect. And, um, we definitely want to continue the conversation. If you haven't have any questions for Scott, give us a call or jump into the Facebook group, uh, understanding CBD. Happy to continue it there. Um, we need to take a break when we're back. Max's favorite part, I think. 
it's no. not. No, 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 no. We have Doc G. Doc G's corner. That's what it is. Yeah. Our own Top Gun. Perfect. Now more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Doc G's Corner. And I uh, forgot to mention uh, earlier, uh, we lost one of our favorite actors this past week. Sean Connery, and um, I'm pretty sure Doc G has a Sean Connery impression in his bag. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So, <laughs> may he rest Little in peace. Man. May he rest in peace. Yes, yes. Um, gentlemen, it's good to be on. It's good to hear you guys' voice. I am Dr. Ben Gonzalez, and this is Dr. G's Corner. Um, by conservative estimates, about 30% of adults in the U.S. suffer from insomnia. However, other studies have actually shown this number to be closer to 60% of adults in the U.S. And according to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, chronic insomnia is defined as symptoms at least three times a week for three months. And most diagnoses fall into one of two categories. Number one, sleep onset insomnia, referring to difficulty falling asleep after lying down in bed. Your body's 24-hour clock that tells it when to be awake, rest, and recover known as the circadian rhythm, is not in sync due to factors like poor diet, obesity, hormone disruption, um, electronic stimulation before bedtime, and medications. And number two, a sleep maintenance insomnia, referring to difficulty staying asleep after initially falling asleep. This type of insomnia is common in elderly individuals, shift workers, and as well as people who consume alcohol, caffeine, or tobacco before bedtime hours. And like everything else in medicine, there is usually a combination of the two involved with patients who have had lifetime issues with sleep. Sleep disorders are complicated and, frankly, not well understood in medicine and science. There is great controversy in medicine about sleep issues, and many of these medications that target sleep have multiple side effects. Most of these medicines are meant to be used for a short period of time, but end up being prescribed longer than initially intended. Dependency on these medications, these sleep medications, can develop. Side effects of these medications can actually make sleep worse in the long run. And here's how CBD can help. First, some reminders. CBD molecules are actually naturally made in your body. The CBD system in your body, the endocannabinoid system, helps with managing injury, nerve damage, anxiety, blood sugar regulation, inflammation, gut issues, immune response, appetite hormone regulation, and more. And like any other system in your body, it can get disrupted, injured, and damaged. Most individuals with sleep issues have more than one reason or issue associated with their sleep disorder, many of which were caused by the sleep problem itself. Enter CBD. There have been two recent studies, one large review study and another a large case series that, that, that showed a high-quality, full-spectrum CBD can not only help with sleep issues, but help minimize and even eliminate many of the issues that caused the sleep problem in the first place. 
if you've listened to previous Dr. G Corner discussions, you've learned how CBD treats inflammation, nerve damage, chronic pain, and anxiety, and helps calm the brain down. CBD has been shown to improve quality of sleep. If you are improving those types of issues and bringing more balance into your body's physiologic functions, you're getting better sleep. And as your sleep improves, your chronic issues begin to improve. I cannot emphasize more that this is not a single treatment answer. You must identify and improve the other issues that contribute to sleep disorders. Unfortunately, due to poor regulation of many over-the-counter products, you will see claims of products such as CBD-infused candies, lotions, and even pillowcases that help with sleep. These do not work and have not been supported in the medical literature. And as you guys just heard, the featured speaker, Scott, the, the pharmaceutical chemist and lab director, say many of the over-counter products tested do not have any CBD in them at all. It's always best to seek the advice of a knowledgeable medical provider who understands not only how it works, how to properly dose CBD and how CBD interacts with your medications and supplements. So for more information about the medical use of CBD oil and how it can support and improve sleep, you can message me directly on Instagram at bengonzalez underscore MD. That's B-E-N-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z underscore MD. Or you can also call the clinic and set up an initial telephone consultation with me at 301-622-2722. So, gentlemen, I hope that helped. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, don't hesitate to call Doc G. He's available. You know, yeah. And he's all about wellness. And as Doc G said, unlike a lot of the products on the shelves, Doc G is the real deal. Thank you very much. That was Dr. Ben Gonzalez, medical director at Atlantis Medical Wellness Center in Silver Spring. Thank you as always, Doc G. Happy to have you on board and look forward to hearing from you next week. No Coming up. I might give you a surprise next week. Oh, that'd be great. We'd appreciate that. We love surprises. <laughs> we love surprises. Coming up <laughs> after the break. <laughs> Is Hail There it is. <laughs> I was kind of half expecting the didgeridoo, you know? Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Here's the segment, everybody. The mail one and only. Yeah, there it is, Noah. You the man. You've got mail. <laughs> Just play it off. Just play it all at once, Noah. <laughs> yeah, just play it all at once. Just throw it all in. <laughs> yeah, mail sack. Love it. Mrs. Mail sack, shout out to you. No. You can play it again, though. Why not? You guys don't hear it. We hear Noah talking in our ear holes. You guys don't hear it on the air. Welcome to Understanding CBD with Max and Steven. And we're back with the segment we were talking about, Mail Sack. Steve, you've got something that you want to share with the audience, a good Mail Sack for today? Yeah, we had a uh, customer reply to uh, an email here, and he says, uh, and this is Michael, he says, CBD eye drops. Do they exist, hmm. and could they be helpful, is his question. Yep, yep. And so our answer, would you like to read it? 
I sure can. Thank you. Um, and this is actually Max's answer. Yes. So I can read your answer. Great. Uh, in short, yes, they do exist, but we have no opinion on their efficacy because it's not a product that we currently offer. Our CBD drops are not intended for that use, and a quick Google search has a ton of info on the subject. Sorry we couldn't be more helpful, and uh, thank you very much. And actually, Max, uh, he replied, uh, Michael replied again, and he said, actually, to the contrary, um, you were very helpful, and I appreciate the information, um, and uh, you know, did a Google and found out some, some really good information. Yeah, and so the world out there is making a lot of different claims about CBD, and there's certainly a ton of information out there. And it's no different for us when we get the question of, hey, CBD eye drops, CBD lip balm, CBD this, CBD that. The interesting thing about eye drops specifically is, and you know, I'll, I'll reinforce the fact that we don't make any claims about that, and we can't speak to that specifically, but um, the whole water-soluble, oil-soluble thing, fat-soluble thing, right? I mean, that's the biggest deal related to these eye drops, right? Yeah, with eyes. I mean, you wouldn't put oils in your oil in your eye. Right. If you did, they're probably, you know, they have these products out there that say they make the water-soluble products. Right. Um, and again, this isn't something that we have experience with. We just can't comment. If someone wants to, uh-huh. um, scientists, someone from a, a chemical background want to get in and, and educate the audience here, we're happy to bring it here because, uh, you know, we've heard about it and our general approach since we're sort of... Um, stay close to Mother Nature and try to bring the plant as close to nature intended, making it an, a, a fat-soluble molecule, water-soluble, might be a little bit too much for us. I don't know. We have to dig deep, Max. Yeah, we real deep. I think at the end of the day, if this is about um, dealing with pain and any sort of inflammation around your eye or anything like that, then yeah, you can use a product like ours um, around it, on the skin, but I, I definitely wouldn't recommend putting it in your eye. If it's a dryness or some other irritation that you're having with your eye, you probably want to use uh, standard uh, eye drops. Yeah, I wouldn't put it anywhere near it. Right. Although what they do say is if you're using um, uh, CBD, it can reduce inflammation and calm the body. So if you're having eye pain, right. uh, a lot of times that could be uh, related to an inflammation. So yeah. putting it underneath your tongue, we suggest small servings to start with, um, might be a really good way to to go at it, but I wouldn't put it in the eye. Yeah, not in the eye for sure. All right, well, good. That's a that's a, and we love when we get those questions because that gives us uh, a lot of opportunity to connect with people. And sometimes people are a little bit more comfortable sending us an email. Um, and as everybody knows, you can text us, call us, email us, or anyway. So I want to bring up another thing from the farmers market this past week, Stephen. Do you remember the good doctor that stopped by that we met for the first time? Would you like to tell us about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So this doctor is a physician at Johns Hopkins mm-hmm. University. And it's part of the reason we wanted to talk about stigmas here, because in his practice and around the the hospital, he's not allowed to speak about um, cannabis and medical, medical or not, as any type of a solution for his patients. And he hears about it all the time. Boy, did he let us know about that. All the time. And, And what he's looking for is someone where he can refer people to. He wasn't interested in reselling the product. Um, It just wasn't the way he was structured in his practice, but he does want um, and did really want and was grateful to us that now he has a way to share our product with someone that he knows has been tested, it's been proven, and I think that was really important to this guy. And I especially like the way that he crept up on us, like we see with a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm kind of, I, I should I, shouldn't I? I'm intrigued. I want to have the conversation. Are these guys going to bite my head off? What's the deal, you know? And we were happy. Uh, I don't remember the good doctor's name, but I want right, to thank but you. This is it. also the, the, yeah. the stigma, too, because when yeah. you see the, C, the CBD name at, at yeah. a, a farmer's market, 
I mean, we get we get prejudged a lot of times on Absolutely. this. Absolutely. That we're the you know the sleazy CBD salesman that's going to. Fun fact: We have a banner that's right behind us that says "Heard of CBD," and people, um, you know, the, the acronym is interesting, right? So two times, two times in our entire existence of being at events in person. Someone has come up and asked us if CBD, because we asked, have you heard of CBD? And they respond, it stands for common bile duct. And, you know, both of those times they were physicians, and yep. both of those times we were introduced to something new that CBD stood for. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, we love... Uh, Fun trivia fact about it. We us. love turning our physicians around, you know, yeah. well, the ones that come in and say, hey, I can't look into it. But, um, you know, I actually had a conversation with a cousin of mine. We'll actually have her on the show. She is in Denver. So she sees a lot of uh, cannabis there and does it from a clinical perspective, um, also in, in the research area. And uh, the story she has to tell are amazing. To get her on. Um, from uh, just from seeing patients, you know, from people on, on lists of medication to, you know, to nothing. Let's get her on. We've got the uh, Christmas or right after Christmas show still available. We'll do. We're booked all the oh, way through December. We'll, we'll, we'll find some way to squeeze <laughs> For those squeeze of you that in. take the time to listen to us, just know that we're booked with guests all the way through December. We are excited and we are not, not stopping. Right. And we can always, uh, look, we can always fit some people in, right? Of course. We, we can to. always fit them in. We'll and, always take callers. And the way that you can get in touch with us for that, if you want to get information about how to get on the show or how to have someone there is multiple ways. You can give us a phone call, which we didn't give you at the beginning here, which is 443-743-2444. You can call or text that number, and Max and I specifically answer that phone number. Um, we're also known as the a 443 company, not a 1-800 company. Local. Max, did you know that? We're local. We, we have uh, a lot of listeners. Actually, uh, a lot of listeners came by the, the market this past week. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, so we have uh, understandingcbd.com. Check out. See us at the farmer's market. The new hours this week are from 12 to 4. Um, all the podcasts. Max has been very active getting out there. All the different platforms you can see and listen to our past shows. Um, what did I forget, Max? Anything else besides funny little, have funny a great little week? Easter egg? Hop on www.understandingcbd.com and find the little Spotify icon, and you can get access to a private playlist curated personally by Stephen and I based on these songs that we play here. That's right. Good work, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good show. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. See you next week.